0: Hello and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Casper and Blue Apron. I'm Simone de Rochefort and I'm joined by Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat and Christina Christina Warren. How did I almost mispronounce your name? I was like, I was going to pull a like Spanish end, like Christina and then I was like, no, don't say <laughs> it, Simone. But then I told you about it. Uh, senior tech correspondent at Mashable.com. We we call her <laughs> I, Christina I
1: gonna, Warren from now I was gonna on say, on the show? Am I going
0: to be Christina, from Christina now on? My oh, <laughs> Thank you, Christina, for joining us. I like Christina you so much better fancy. than our our previous host, Christina Warren. She was not she as a lot of problems. exciting and spicy yeah, as she you does are. Have a lot of problems. She is not as on fuego. <laughs> um, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's oh. on fuego is Skype. Oh my God. <laughs> I just got another call notification that just didn't come through. Okay, whatever Skype. It's fine. Skype has a lot of problems too. So <laughs> Skype has a lot going on. So
1: can I apologize to both of you before we start for last week and like, like <laughs> I can literally look at my calendar and I'm like oh, I'm not going to be able to record Rocket tonight because I'll be in Canada.
0: Oh, (laughs) Canada. I'm so
1: sorry. That is just the worst of me.
0: Thank you to Micah for filling in, though. I appreciate that. He is lovely. And I, I think it's the first time Micah and I've been on a podcast. It was. Yeah. It was the first time
2: you guys have ever. It's like the, the two forces aligned and er, two of my favorite people, Simone and Micah, together wow. on the same show. Yeah,
0: that's mm-hmm. awesome. I totally forgot because I've listened to Cartoon Cast so much. So I was like, I listened to hours of Micah's voice. This is not unusual. And then I was like, wait, no, this is. This is special. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And also, I just realized I don't know how the Canada- Canadian national anthem goes. So
2: it's, 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 you know, you got it right. It's I did. The, 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 yeah. Oh, Canada. Yeah, that's it.
0: Okay, I don't think that's what I was doing. When
2: I was
1: in Canada, it was nothing but Canadians walking up to me and demanding an explanation for Donald Trump. <laughs> like, I had... Oh, no. That happened constantly. Like, I was at the bar. Yeah, I'd just be sitting there They'd be like, are you from America? I'm like, yeah. What's up with Donald Trump? I'm like, I don't know. Don't look at me. It's not my fault. <laughs> what are you... Wow, it was very
0: surprising. You're not responsible. I didn't do this. I mean, yeah. in a way, we're all a little bit responsible, but... <laughs> Some of us less than others. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Christina,
1: oh, you've God. been on fire with your coverage today. Do we want to talk about that?
2: I was not obviously in San Francisco for IO, uh, but I was, uh, you know, uh, reporting stuff and we, we had a whole, we had a Pete and Carissa out there covering it and, and just, uh, and I wrote a few posts and I'm still working on some stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, and then it, it kicks off again tomorrow and Friday. So You're burning up the Mashable. Burning up the Mashable. <laughs> burning up the Mash. <laughs>
0: So they had their keynote today. So what can we expect from the next couple days, do you think?
2: Um well, they're going to have some sessions that will kind of break out into certain areas. So there is like um going to be something on Friday about their ATAP division which now has a new um head of of stuff. Um tomorrow there's a um a, a whole section on um, a VR. Um so, so oh, nice. VR Google and 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 there's also kind of a uh, a mobile web state of the Union, um, they have a, an updated thing with what's up with Project Tango um, and then on on Friday, they have uh, different things that, like I said, they have the the ATap session, which will be kind of going over their you know, their experimental hardware division, which um, the, the, the woman who did head that up, uh, Regina Dugan is now actually at Facebook, so they have a new um, guy leading that. They're also going to have some breakout sessions on things like machine learning. So there's and then of course there because it's a developer conference they have lots and lots of sessions that kind of go into more depth about some of the things they announced at the keynote today. So, uh, you know, lots of stuff. Um, all that stuff will be available to to stream all the sessions at Google.com slash io and uh, on YouTube and whatnot. So if you want to tune in and watch those, you can.
1: So I haven't seen all the coverage, but I did see something today about they have like a um uh like a, a, a joining they're doing and putting out product with a uh, GoPro for VR like that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, so that was actually something they announced last year. Uh, that they that showed off a, a three sixty degree camera that they basically built, you know putting a bunch of GoPros together. And then today, like you said, yeah, they're announcing kind of a, a project they're putting together with, with, with GoPro for 360 camera stuff. So yeah, it is exciting. Um, because a lot of companies, including, you know, Microsoft and, 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 uh, Facebook are getting into that area too. But, um, but Google's really kind of been on the forefront of doing a lot of those things. And obviously the fact that they have, you know, 360 video built into to YouTube and they have Google Cardboard and they have, you know, a lot of things um, coming up on the Android side to really help with that with VR and AR, um, a way to capture more of those types of videos is, is with 360 cameras. And, and GoPro is obviously um, a really good company to partner with on that sort of thing.
1: There's some really cool Google technology. I may not be, like, supposed to tell you about this, but I'm going <laughs> to risk it anyway. I always risk like, it. Oh, do it. We, we do have this cool technology that we use a lot in the game industry to kind of uh, fake normal mapping, which, like, simulates depth through photographs. And what I've seen from some of Google's like experimental things or some really really advanced sophisticated uh algorithms with that, so like when it comes to the first thing I was thinking of with the GoPro uh, product was like merging those technologies together and getting like real three d data that you could use like as you're moving around so uh I just i I'm looking at it and I see a lot of potential. It gets me really excited that
0: I want totally that kind of leads into us talking about um Google daydream. So, which I, I, I've I been reading up on it. So basically there's going to be a VR mode for Android N, but I'm kind of confused because Daydream seems to comprise like a bunch of aspects of VR on Android phones. Can yeah. somebody explain to me, like, it, it's the phones, it's the apps, it's like they're releasing specifications for to help uh, third parties build VR headsets to work with Android phones, and then there's also a, a controller that they're releasing cool. as well. Can somebody neatly sum up for me in like a nice cookie sized bite what exactly daydream could be? Like a noun, just give me a noun. (laughs) Oh, it's, I've, I've heard, it's heard spec, a platform. I've heard platform. I've heard okay. Platform is the, the correct platform, word. yeah. I mean, it's basically
2: a platform and, and a set of standards that will eventually find their way into, into Android phones. It's part of Android N, and so basically, they're creating this standard, you know, for um, some some VR stuff that will basically, you know, um, work in tandem with with not just you know um, cardboard, but with with other kind of a VR stuff too, and and, and other headsets. So, um, it's it's basically a way for for developers to start building more of that stuff into into their apps and games um, as part of Android natively rather than, than using just the cardboard APIs.
0: Oh, that's super awesome. And they also uh, talked about the Vulkan graphics API for game devs. Brianna, did uh, you uh, look into that at
1: oh, all? You sound I, so excited. I, well, uh, I, I have we talked about Vulkan at all in Rocket? I believe I mean, we
0: briefly did talk can, about Vulkan in one
1: episode.
2: I think we did. Yeah, in one episode, but, but It's a good
1: idea. Let's let's wait and see what happens, right? I think we'll just leave it there. It's a little it's a little ambitious.
0: Potentially it could make it easier to develop VR games for Android products.
1: It could. It could. And I'd love to have a deeper conversation uh, at some point about uh, kind of competing this versus uh, some rumors we're hearing with Metal and uh, Apple's VR stuff. The rumors are coming out there. But I will say they've got – it's a lot of talk and not a lot Mm -hmm. of – you know, measurable things at this point but i i hope it wins i hope it works
0: what do we think about vr on android phones just given the the big gap in uh pe- people updating to the latest version of android because if this is an android n thing there's i mean i don't know if it matters
2: insofar as that i think that this could be a good enough reason that the phone makers are trying to say well buy this phone if you want to mm. get it off. Mm. So, 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 at a certain point, I don't know if it matters. I don't know if they care so much about the the legacy users updating their their stuff. You know, if you have a good enough phone that can do it, you know, some of the Nexus devices, you know, maybe the, a latest Galaxy or or, or so, you know, it could update to the latest version. But I feel like this is the sort of feature that's flagship enough that I would I would imagine both Google and frankly the OEMs would just say, if you want to do really good VR, yeah, you need to buy this phone and and it's, and get the latest version. It's not really
1: the kind of thing that is going to be required with a lot of updates right like it's kind of more hardware bound than software bound you know what i mean like it's up oh, to no, frame totally. rate and things like that so i i did think it was really interesting you know now that summer's here in massachusetts uh our six flags i was looking at it and you know six flags is like a, a low-rent disney world but one <laughs> of the things they have out there for their spider-man ride Uh, they actually have a bunch of Samsung VRs that they hook up to your face while you're riding a roller coaster. Oh my gosh. So you can see like, you know, Spider-Man whipping all around you and stuff like that. And I don't know if you have to bring your own or if like teenagers at the amusement park like give you these things that people have been sweating into with their face all day long. But I certainly think There's nothing
0: I love more than facial sweat sharing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that that's exactly what it is. But you're right. I mean, those are interesting things. There's actually an interesting article that Vlad wrote on the verge today called a daydream will be the reason you'll want a 4K phone, mm-hmm. and that actually kind of brings up an interesting point, which was like when X, when Sony launched their their Z5 Premium phone last year with the, with a 4K display, which and the way they launched it was really funny. They kept it behind glass and didn't actually show the reporters the 4K version. They just like had that under glass, and then everybody like was taking photos of like the regular version. It was like, oh, look at how great the screen, is. and I was like. That's a quad HD display, <laughs> um, yeah. But, but 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 you know, a lot of people kind of talked about how it was kind of overkill. But if we are going to be going into, you know, the VR world, not only are, are your minimum specs going to be you know higher for for processor stuff, um, but but you know, you need a higher resolution screen to really make that move too. Um, but but uh, but. Which to me, Bree says, kind of good, to go to your point, says there's no way they're like asking people to bring their own, you know, <laughs> at, 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 at Six Flags. It's like you're going to get the one everybody's sweating, but like that's you know because that that's what they would they would need. Maybe I'll know, just bring sort of my own. I'll just be like,
1: oh, you can give me the phone. I'll just use my own <laughs> like, Samsung Gear. Wander here.
0: off with their 4K phone. <laughs>
1: So, Christine, you were talking a little bit about a piece you were thinking about doing uh, yeah. kind of coming out of Google I.O. And I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but you're you're going to have a piece coming out tomorrow about why Android kind of boring. And I yeah. have to say, like, for me, looking through the updates today, I saw a lot of interesting stuff, like low power mode is certainly something that is useful. The Android Wear direction sounds useful. Um, you know, I saw a lot of iterative updates that make a lot of sense. But um, I have to There's say, something whiz like, bang. yeah, I, I want to hear more about that piece because it was very much my reaction from reading the news out of IO today.
2: Right. Yeah. So so Android and, and, and this is there, there are two things that make the, the Android N update uh, that they announced, you know, is now in beta today, sort of. Um, lackluster, and I don't mean lackluster in that it doesn't seem good because it actually seems very solid, um, and it actually seems like like really good iterative updates. But but it is a little bit like un, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you're a little, it, it's it's a little underwhelming, I guess, just in terms of not exciting, safe? boring. Okay, it's boring. It's yes, safe, safe, it's safe, safe, it's safe that's and it's boring. A good word. And yeah. that's because um, you know, first of all, they announced in. First of all, they announced in back in March, so a lot of these features they'd already pre-announced, and some of them have come to the to the preview builds, and some of them hadn't. And obviously, they're making some changes to things that that are coming out, and some things that aren't. But um, they didn't really, at least at, at, so far during the keynote, they didn't announce anything during the keynote that we didn't already know about two months ago. And then, in addition to that, when you actually look at what the features are, you have things like you know the the um, you know, quick replies and better notifications. Okay, great. And you have like an easier way of multitasking and switching between apps. So now you can you can easily like do a, do a long press on on the app switcher and and go to the app you you just accessed. They also have you know um, split views so that you can have two apps open at once on your phone or your tablet. These are cool things. You're talking about the the the, the battery save the low power mode, um, which works both for the the phone but also for specific apps. This is all really interesting stuff. And and part of me kind of applauds Google for being like more like reserved and kind of like holding themselves back a little bit and just focusing on making the, the, um, the OS better and, 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 more, stable. Um, but another part of me, like the, the gadget lover and geek in me is like, um, okay. Uh, but, but where's my shiny, where, where's my new, where's my exciting. <laughs> um, it, cause I'm not seeing a ton of it, you know I mean? Yeah. They, 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 made a lot of infrastructure improvements with, with Marshmallow and they're, they're kind of building on that, and I think that this looks like it's a really good release. But, at, you know, at this point, and I wrote two years ago about how iOS and Android had kind of reached parity with one another, and, and I think that remains true. But then, you know, you look at things like there are rumors they are going to have these quick-launcher-setting things w- within Android. Um, it's not in the beta, but it's apparently supposed to be pr- reportedly maybe coming later in. Um, in 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 the year um, that would be like 3d touch, but but you wouldn't have to, it wouldn't be hardware dependent um, that would have been really cool to show off on stage, right but they didn't show that off and they removed it from the code. so we don't even know if it's coming or not you know I mean we expect that it is, but but who really knows they're doing some interesting things with Android pay and, and they're doing some interesting things you know again with 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 this uh, with with daydream. but like a lot of this, I guess because it is so kind of under the hood, they're making iterative improvements, which are great, but I'm not seeing that like, you know, flagship feature that's that's going to make me be like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And so, you know, I can't help but be a little bit nonplussed. And so that's kind of the genesis of what I'm writing, which is, you know, the new Android is boring. Um, does that matter? Uh, I, I don't know if it does, you know, because I, I feel like it doesn't have to be the most exciting thing in the world, but I do feel like... um you know, for years now, um, you know Google has has tended to kind of raise the bar and, and and kind of introduce something really special with each OS release. And and so far, I guess just because everything that they've kind of shown off has been done by other mobile OSs before, I'm, I'm feeling not totally excited.
0: Are we saying that there were spoilers for Androids? <laughs> Android <A? laughs> I'm being yeah, facetious. It's I
1: mean, just doing a double tap to like bring down the screen like it does on iOS, like for for my giant phone. Like, what is it called? Uh, read bit, reachability? Read, like, yeah, reachability. one yeah. thing I always announce. write the name of. But I think you're really right, Christina. Like this week I was looking, um, I'm going to, you know, now that reb 60 is coming out for PC, uh, I'm looking and seeing how hard it will be to port it over to Linux. So like I'm I'm installing some Linux machines and I remember thinking, wow, Google's Chromebook. Remember the Chromebook Pixel? That was sexy yeah. as hell when they announced it a few years out. Beyond sexy, and you can pick up like a uh, you know, used low mem versions of them for like, uh, God, like three or four hundred dollars now. The Gen ones of them, you know, which is awesome. And I started looking at that, and I realized like. There weren't. I mean, some of the hardware announcements, like their their answer to Alexa, makes a lot of sense. That's an extremely googly product, right?
0: Totally. But, but
1: Home, I yeah. want to, yeah, I want to see stuff like that coming out of them, right?
2: No, no, totally. I mean, I mean, they, they there was a lot of exciting stuff at I/O. It was just for Android in, speci- in, in particular. And, and this is kind of the irony is that you know I/O used to be Android show, and now it seems like Android was almost the afterthought, at least at, at today's keynote. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely I mean, agree. On the bright side, it is, I guess, laying the groundwork for potential future big, cool things to happen. And having a solid OS is never a bad thing. But yeah, it is kind of, especially when you're going and sitting through the keynote, or not physically going, but just making the effort to show up and watch the keynote and stuff. It, it is kind of like, oh, okay, everything's fine, <laughs> except for I think the elephant in the room, which is what what's happening to Nest. <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of, I think the I mean, that for me, that was the biggest thing. And it wasn't even so much, I mean, Google Home looks super cool, but it was also just kind of like the, oh, snap. Oh, it looks amazing. Google Home looks fantastic. But you're exactly right. The fact
2: that it's being released and it's called Google Home and not Nest Home says everything you need to know about
0: what's happening at, 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 at Alphabet right now. And we were literally just like, talking about this what last month like when it with google could totally release their own home assistant alexa like thing (laughs) lo and behold they are doing it and they are doing it without nest which kind of makes you go huh okay yeah
2: well no totally not only they're, they're doing it without nest and then they're they're doing one of those things where you know um it's there's but they made a point to say oh it'll work with nest and i think it's not up yet it'll be up by the time you guys hear this but but lance uh Yulanoff is, is writing an analysis about that, about how he feels as a nest owner. It actually is up. It that, went up an hour ago. Yeah. I'm looking at it, it went right up now. An hour ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. So 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 yeah, so, so how so how Lance feels as a nest owner about the fact that that the Google home is Google branded. And 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 the problem with that is that if you're a nest owner, you're kind of in a weird position because you know what Google could have done and, and what Apple would have done in this case is they could have said, they could have made it a Nest-branded product and made it be like, you know, if you, if, if, if as a Nest owner you want to take advantage of, of, of these voice-activated features, you need to buy this 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 device. You know, made it vertically integrated. But because Nest works with Alexa, works with the Amazon Echo, mm. works with a lot of other devices, they don't have that. And because it's not being released as, you know, Nest Home but Google Home, even though it says they'll work together, you know, there's not a huge incentive if you're a Nest owner to buy this thing over, over an Echo. Um, that said... Is creeped out as I am by Google. I want and I want a, a Google Home. Yeah, um, <laughs> like like I, like. Let's be very real. Like looking at it and seeing just because of how good their 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 voice stuff is and just how how good it seems like their algorithm is and, and the context in which you can ask follow up questions. It seems like a really cool product. And even though I'm someone who was like oh, a year ago when we talked about the Google Router and i was like i will never put that in my house because i will never let google have a router in my house i'm now <laughs> going to say this to you guys i will totally buy a google home which <laughs> will be even even worse but I, it seems so cool i'm like i'm going to fine fine google you already know everything about me fine just just take it <laughs> it's just, too just take late everything now.
0: what i want is Isn't for it? you to get this and alexa and get them to talk to each other also, does Google's assistant have a name? Is it? It's just Google Assistant. No, she's right? called Google Assistant. I need her to have a name so that Alexa. Well, she doesn't c- even have a gender. It doesn't even have a gender, Ugh. which I
2: actually am kind of in favor of. That, yeah, that, um, that, is cool. know, that is cool.
0: That uh, is cool. But but the, the lack of a name
2: is kind of bothersome because if you're going to be talking to these devices, just saying "Okay, Google" does feel at least to me, more Borg-like than saying, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, or... Yeah. Which, I mean, you maybe know, that level of
0: consciousness is a good thing to have. Like, I am talking to a robot. You aren't my friend, Google. I mean, maybe, except if this
2: is
1: going to be in your home. But, I mean, it's natural language, right? Like, it's it's speech. You feel like you're talking to something. So I would argue it's like an interface paradigm. Um, you know, like, I'm all for, you know, multiple gender expression. But I would say, like... You know, yeah. like it's it's an interface issue if that makes sense to you. Like, kind of, I totally agree. Defaulting to that is just, I don't know. It's you, it it's already so awkward that anything you can do to like ease that. But you know, that said, there's all kinds of very legitimate complaints about you know these assistants are always female and always very pleasant and you know, no, totally. Although
2: although so- the the voice at least that the, they demoed sounds just like Siri and sounds just like Google now. So it's, and it has a, a, a female voice, but I'm, I'm good with it. Not having a gender, like I'm okay with that. And maybe having different voice options, I it would be even better if they kind of followed Siri's lead and had different accents and things like that too. That'd be super but cool. Not, but not having a name. I, yeah. that to me, I'm with you, Brie. I feel like yeah. that is an interface fail because if you're expecting this to live in your home and live in the center of your world, it feels awkward to address a brand. Yep,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's like talking to your electric company. Right?
1: Like, <laughs> totally. It's just a hey, Arlex Oil. You know, it just doesn't. Hey, it, it doesn't. Yeah, they should
0: name it Mac. That's I'm right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, bad joke. Aww. Anyway, I get my my question reading up on this because Google assist Google assistant people are saying is similar to Google now but more advanced with a different interface. What I mean that does that alone really set it apart from Google now? Like what is the point of Google now if Google assistant can do all these things?
2: Oh, I mean, I think that, I think that frankly, this will end up replacing Google now, I think is what that does Mm -hmm. very simply. So, I mean, it's weird because I was tweeting about this and people got it confused. People were thinking I was saying that Google was slow to the home assistant space. um, But I was actually saying, no, you know, because actually Google home, I think is actually coming out at the right time, but, but Google assistant, you know, is basically competing with Siri and Cortana and, and Alexa. Um, Alexa not to be confused with the Echo because they're they're separate um, and and you know also you know uh, Facebook has you know an assistant too and so it's interesting that you know for a long time we many of us you know, writers had just kind of categorized Google Now in that same category, even though it wasn't a, a pure, you know, always-on assistant or, or mm-hmm. on-the-ready assistant. You could get a lot of those same Siri-like functionality from from Google Now. Um, instead, Google Assistant, I think what's interesting about it is that it kind of takes everything that we saw in the last generation uh, or the first generation, really, of, of, of digital assistants, you know, of the series, of the Cortanas, and it's adding this context Adding the ability to ask follow up questions without restating everything you've done, the ability Mm -hmm. to plug into all of Google's APIs, uh, possibly the ability to plug into some other things, and and really take that context to the next level, and then make things actionable. So, you know, I think we talked about Viv, um, you know, the the assistant from from the creators of Siri. And if you looked at the demo that they did at TechCrunch Disrupt last week, and you look at the demo that Google did with Google Assistant today. They're very, very similar. And so to me, it's sort of interesting in that, you know, on the one hand, you could say Google was really slow to the personal assistant movement, and they were, but I feel like they didn't, they're, they're not at a disadvantage for being slow because now they're entering in the space, but they're entering at it. With this additional context, with this machine learning stuff, mm. with this actionable stuff that is the next level where everyone's trying to go. So, if it works, and that's a big question, you know, the execution is always key with these things, as we've learned from Siri. If it doesn't work, you know, as well as you want it to, people won't use it. And, and Siri's gotten so much better over the years, but still is kind of fighting the stigma of, of you know, when it launched five years ago. Um, if it can, if it can work well and, and perform the way they want it to, I feel like they could actually be ahead of the curve in some senses, even though. They're coming, you know, five years after Siri.
0: One of the things I appreciated about that demo was they showed it working with different accents and that was really cool and in different languages too. And I, that's just such a big, important thing. I mean, I, I know a lot of, they also talked about uh, Google Home recognizing voices, not just of adults, but of children, which I know has been a big thing with like the Xbox Connect. It can't really understand kids' voices, which is understandable right. because they're high and, often slurred and strange, but I, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> <No, there's laughs> me describing I'm your children. To a child
1: just like talking to a drunk, like Mickey Mouse <laughs>
0: voice actor. Yeah. You're saying. like, man, I'm a Monday morning. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, how do I, how do I feel about children being able to get whatever they want from my virtual assistant? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting i mean it is it's a interesting it's a good consideration i think just because not everyone speaks with perfect diction like we podcast hosts (laughs) (laughs) this episode of rocket is brought to you by casper casper is a company focused on sleep your sleep you're having a good night's sleep and they do this by giving you a mattress they don't give you a mattress. You buy a mattress from Casper. Casper's website, casper.com, where you can browse all kinds of wonderful mattresses in all the sizes that you are accustomed to, and you can order one, buy one, bring it to your home, and try it out for a 100-day period and just see how you like it with no like added cost if you don't like it and have to send it back and get a new, even better mattress from casper.com. They are... Changing the way that we buy mattresses by making it super simple, cutting out the middleman of the brick and mortar store and letting you find a mattress online. And like I said, there's that that trial period where that takes the place, in fact, of going to the brick and mortar store. And it's even better because you're actually using the mattress to sleep on like you would in your real life with your real mattress, not just trying it out for 10 minutes in a strange store in the middle of nowhere. So, Casper, in that way, makes it super price affordable and super convenient for you to buy your next mattress. They have award-winning mattresses made in America, developed in-house with beautiful, sleek mattress design, and they're delivered. To your home, not in huge, hulking mattress boxes that you will have to struggle and sweat (laughs) under to carry and drag to your bedroom with delivery men crying, falling to their knees because they, they just, they struggle every day to lift hundreds of pounds of mattresses. No, this mattress will be delivered in a small box. And the mattress, the vacuum-packed mattress, will emerge from this box, beautifully blossoming in front of your eyes, ready for you to sleep on. And Casper now also makes pillows and sheets. So basically, they're on their way to being the one-stop shop for all your bedroom needs. Maybe not all your bedroom needs, but a lot of your bedroom needs. The basic bedroom needs. Uh, (laughs) Here's a super cool piece of trivia that I just learned. Time Magazine named Casper one of the best inventions of 2015. That is so cool. <laughs> I actually it's just very learned cool. that. Very cool. Yes. So yeah, Casper mattresses are 500 for a twin size mattress, 750 for a full, 850 for a queen, 950 for a king. Like I said, they're all made in America and they have incredible quality. So much so that Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. I'm so excited about this. That's so cool. Oh my god. If you want to try out one of the best inventions of 2015, a Casper mattress, you can get $50 towards that mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com/slash Rocket and using that special offer code Rocket. Thank you so much, Casper, for supporting Rocket and Relay FM. What were you gonna say, Brie? <laughs>
1: I was just laughing at you, Simone. You do. I. It's. It was very funny. Very funny. I. I. I'm gonna get a Casper mattress. I'm gonna get a Casper pillow.
0: This as was a well. landmark it's day. Awesome. I can't believe I learned something new about the Casper mattress. It has a breathable design. I'm sorry. I, I feel like you're gonna say something before I started talking about the Casper mattress. Oh,
1: I forgot. No, oh, Christina, I was gonna ask you about this. So, uh, and I'd love your opinion on this because I feel sometimes when we're talking about Android. I do use Android pretty much every day, but, you know, iPhone is still my primary phone. And I often ask myself if like, do you know what I mean? I I eat enough dog food to have an opinion on this. But you know, a lot of the stuff uh, they were talking about, uh, it seemed like kind of an evolution of Google on tap, uh, you know, with Android like predicting from your daily use what you're you're gonna need next and what you're gonna be searching for. And I guess my question for you is like, this was their really, really big update, this kind of uh you know, predictive um you know, use in the last version of Android. And I have literally it's it makes a great demo on stage. I personally have never found it to be useful in any way whatsoever in my life. And I wanted to ask if like you find that to be true too. Like, how do you feel about some of those announcements with that?
2: I mean you you mean you mean with Aloe, with this new messenger app or, or, yeah. or what? Uh,
1: well, with some of the stuff like uh, for instance, if you're going through uh, you know, like a low, um a place with low um like cellular, it's going to like predictively mm-hmm. like detect that for you or, you know, it's, it's this evolution on this um, algorithmic prediction of what you're going to need yeah. just like Google on tap kind of did. So, I mean, how do you feel about that?
2: I mean, I think that it, for some people it works really well. I think it depends on how all in you are on Google services and how all in you are on their apps. I mean, I find that when my calendars and and the problem that I often have with Android is that because I have a number of Google accounts, I have to have them all kind of set up with it. And that can kind of confuse things and, and make the profile weird. But that's like my problem, not Google's problem really. Um, you know, I know that I know that that it gets really good when it ter- comes down to like telling me when I need to leave for a meeting. Um, you know, Apple will do that too, but Google tends to be even better and and, and faster about saying traffic is this way and you need to leave at this time or this is the weather and and it gets to know kind of my locations and my you know patterns really well. And so I think think in those cases if they can get that pattern analysis down, that stuff could be really cool. You know, and I I find like for me the more I use. Android, the more I find that stuff useful. But it sort of depends because like you, because I am a primarily an iPhone user, it's one of those things where um, I don't, I do kind of wonder, I have kind of the same question as you, is like, am I eating the dog food enough? Am I am I really using this as much as I should be to really take full advantage of this? And the answer, I think, is, is not always. But when I do use it, I do find that it gets better and better. And so I feel like that predictive analysis stuff and, and kind of using that stuff to kind of determine the future can work really well. hmm
1: yeah, maybe it's, you know, it's like one of these things where a lot of people blast Siri and I use Siri hundreds of times a day, you know, so maybe, maybe it's just not a fair opinion to have on that. But I think it's like you said, there wasn't really any blockbuster stuff to come out of there. So what about, what about like Android Wear? How did you, you did a piece about that this week, right?
2: Uh, no, I did Sorry. not. Sorry, what was your piece on again? Oh, I did in Android Instance. Um you no, know, so Android Instant, which is – although they did make a bunch of really big Android Wear announcements, which are interesting. I mean, the big idea with Android Wear is now they're kind of talking about decoupling Android Wear from Android. And so the idea – you know, from your phone. So the fact that these things can kind of live, you know, on other devices and on your watch but not necessarily on your phone, which becomes really compelling, especially when you start thinking about wearables outside of the realm of a, of a watch and thinking about another context.
1: I mean, that made a lot of sense to me. And, you know, like, I, it's frustrating because, like, as an engineer, I know the Apple Watch needs, like, there's no way with the short battery life it would ever work with the cellular radio inside of it. Like, it needs totally. to be near the iPhone. No, it would not. But I have to say, now, now that I'm remembering, like, your piece on, um, you partially installed Android apps and, like, you know, completely decoupling, like, Android Wear from Android, um, I'm just – I'm so skeptical about this overall. And I think it speaks to like that philosophical difference with Android. I mean, maybe you'd agree with this, but it seems that as I use Android, I know this is an old stereotype, but I really find it to be true that there are a million little things about the experience that just are not as well thought through as things are on the iPhone. It's just a hundred little things every single day. So when you're talking about taking Google apps which are already, generally speaking, I'm sorry to say, not as competitive with iOS apps. And then you're saying, hey, you know what's going to make them better? If you don't install all your stuff locally and you count on like your cellular phone to like get this stuff. So, yeah.
2: I I hear what you're saying with that, but I kind of disagree in the sense that I think really what it's about. I mean, they're talking about how Android Instant will work is the idea that basically you can open an app the same way you would open a web page. So instead of having to have an app installed, if you deep link it, you know, in, in, if you're doing a web search. I mean, one of the examples they gave, they, they, they showed two on stage. One was with BuzzFeed's video app and one was with um, b and app. And with BuzzFeed's video app, they were able to, you know, they, they clicked on a link or something that was that was inside the app. It would open up the app instantly on their phone. they didn't have it installed, and they could watch the videos and scroll through and then and then be done with it with b and h the idea was you know if you're searching for a product, you know usually um, a search link would take you you know to the mobile web page, but this would deep link it directly into the Android app and open the app experience which is which is better um than, than maybe the the mobile website because the Android mm-hmm. app will maybe let you use android pay and 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 maybe have some other features. Um, what I like about it, and, and I'm with you, I'm kind of skeptical about how useful it might be, but I feel like the concept is really interesting, which is, you know, a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but like I have hundreds and hundreds of apps installed and many of them I only use maybe once or twice a year, yeah. but you don't, I don't uninstall them because, you know, you never know when you're going to use it. But if I had this sort of sense where I could just use it on demand and when, you know, if I provided my my radio is good enough, provided, you know, my my, my network is good enough, it can download the parts that it needs instantly and then in the background kind of be streaming the, 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 the code as I need it. Um, that could be really compelling as a way to to not have to deal with with having tons of apps installed, you know, and and, and just being able to kind of open it on the fly when you happen to need something. Um, I don't think you're ever going to have the performance or or, or you know the, the the full fidelity experience you would having it locally installed. But you might not need to, you know. I mean, if if they're for depending on how the coding is working, if it's modularized, if they're able to pull things in from whatever user accounts you already have installed in the system, and it doesn't need to have any local data, and if it's able to kind of pull in the assets as it needs to, and, and Google's cloud is certainly good enough, I think, and robust enough to, to probably stream these apps correctly. I think that's really compelling. Um, what it, it to me the, the the interesting question, and I guess maybe the the, the difficult question would be, what does this mean potentially for, you know, kind of the open web? Because this does kind of seem like an assault in a sense on the open web by basically saying to developers, start, you know, doing deep links to your to your Android apps um, a, and, and pushing people on mobile there rather than, you know, to your website. Um, and, and anytime you have anything in, in kind of walled gardens app or otherwise, that's not a good thing. Uh, but I do like the idea of, of being able to access something inside an app, whether it's, you know, maybe it's something like Yelp that I don't use all the time, but if I'm in a new place, actually then Yelp is a bad example, but let's, let's think of um, maybe like a, a transit app, okay? So maybe I go to San Francisco a couple times a year. I don't need the Caltrain app, but I would be able to instantly access that and buy a ticket or access train schedules. Maybe that would work better than the Google Maps for whatever reason. Again, I'm using bad examples because Google yeah, no, no, Maps I has think good train stuff. I think it's stuff. well
1: said, but like since you're talking about travel, um, a game yeah. I play a lot of is Final Fantasy uh, Record Keeper. And every time you go to a new realm, it downloads it, and it's one of these things like when you are deep in the city and you've got, you know, LTE, it's not even noticeable. It like streaming in all that data, but the game performance slows to a crawl if you're like in an area with like 4G or in Canada for instance. (laughs) So it's, it's, I, I agree with you. It's something I can see it working. I think for that use case, you can easily see it. But I can't help but think about this as like an app developer and say, like, yeah, there's huge pressure, huge pressure, huge pressure on game developers to get your app under 20 megs or 100 megs or whatever the app store limit is now, because if people have to go to a Wi-Fi point to download it, they just won't. And it like plummets your sales by like Mm -hmm. an exponential figure. So there's a lot of pressure in our industry to do exactly the same idea. And I do think that it's not that I don't think it can be done well. It's just that in an app ecosystem that is already kind of fragmented, is already not kind of ideal for every single device to kind of put another kind of limit on that experience there. I, I just kind of suspect the outcome is going to be another thing that kind of makes it a little bit less optimal, but maybe optimal in some situations, yeah. right? Engineering it is It makes trade-offs. a lot of sense
0: to me for things like retail sites, like that specific example that yeah. they use. I think Absolutely. there's a reason that they used it because, you know, nobody wants to go through the nightmare of like filling in a bunch of fields on your phone when you're trying to buy something. It's much easier to do it in some cases in an app. Uh, It it reminds me kind of a bit now that we're talking about it in this way about uh, Facebook instant articles where it opens it not on the web page, but, you know, in Facebook in a different format, like a cleaner format, shall we say. So and that also, I guess, carves into um, web kind of web domain in that same way.
2: Totally. Google has has a thing uh, for that too. They could they call it AMP, um, Accelerated Mobile Pages, mm-hmm. which which if you 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 will notice if if you look for a news story on Google.com, if you're searching for a topic like on the news page, you'll see things that come up AMP articles, and you can tap on them in one tap and scroll in, and it's it's much faster. But you're right; it is very much like Facebook Instant, and 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 it, it kind of I think if they can truly do the instant part of it. I think that's really interesting. I think that retail apps are a perfect example where retailers, they know that they get better engagement and and they tend to have better experiences if you have the app versus using their mobile website for a lot of reasons. But as a user, you don't want to install 15 different shopping apps, especially if you're only going to use one a couple of times a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be... It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm all for things. I, I think at its foundation, it is a very cool idea because it makes it more convenient for the user um, to get information and to access to access apps. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I do you keep a lot of uh, apps on your Android phone, Christian. I do on my iPhone. On my, I just to be really honest, on my Android phone, I. I, I'm sorry, like I know developers on Android, but I generally find the quality of the games and oh, yeah. apps to be so much worse. I don't have anything installed on my Android <laughs> phone.
2: Like, I have very few things. Um, part of that is, is 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 part of the nature. Most of the time, when I'm doing stuff on Android, I'm, I'm beta testing. Yeah, and so you know you have to reset you know the phone every single time you install the new version, and and, and it kind of makes you kind of start over from scratch. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. You know, I have Twitter. I have uh, Slack, I have you know, Messenger. Yeah, I've got I the have basics. Spotify. Yeah. You know, the basics. But yeah, I don't really go above me on beyond, beyond that. And kind of for the same reason. I mean, there's some Android apps that are really good. You know, like like Pocket Cast is a really great podcasting client, right? Uh, for, for, from from um, from our friends at um, uh, who uh, shows you know a material here on Relay. Um, but um, and then that even be, be, before I knew him, like was was one of my my favorite like Android apps. But by and large, I mean, I would agree with you that that it's. At least for me, in my experience, it's harder for me to find a really, truly spectacular Android app than it is to find a really great iOS app. Um, And and that just tends to be because most companies are cross-platform and developers that i talk to still stand by this years later fred wilson's assertion that that people would go android first has not happened <laughs> and most people are i frankly they're ios first and and android is is then with is kind of their secondary and and you can kind of see that but android's hoping to kind of improve that i mean they 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 released uh, announced as part of their development efforts you know at io a new jit compiler which is supposed to be making things a lot faster mm-hmm. updates to you know android studio which is is kind of their version of xcode which uh, they first introduced three years ago and now apparently is in use by 92% of developers and, and, and now apparently their emulator is even faster than your test devices. So they're making a lot of improvements to try to make stuff better. Material design I think was a was a huge step in the right direction. And I like the idea that they're kind of moving at least with, with this Android instance stuff into encouraging developers to develop code modularly because that does give you the sense that maybe things won't be as sluggish. And I think, you know, um, Vulkan, which um, obviously, we, we, we will have to talk more about it in depth, but, uh, like later on. But I, it, that's one of their goals with Vulcan is is they were saying, you know, I, I, on stage today that even though, um, you know, obviously gaming is a big focus of that, um, that they even saw, you know, thirty to sixty percent increases in performance on regular apps. So, may, so I mean, finally, open to-
1: OpenGL is a ridiculously thick layer. So,
2: exactly. yeah. So maybe maybe we're finally getting to that point where where it won't be as is bad, but I'm with you. I mean, typically, and, and and I don't know. I don't know how much of this is just because I'm in my own iOS bubble, and and I just don't use Android as a daily driver enough. I, I use Android, but I, 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 it's not my primary device. Um, so I don't know, like, how much of that I can say. Like, is is, is my app bias? But, but for me, no, I, I generally don't find the app experience is good, and so as a result, like you, I don't have as many apps installed. Whereas on iOS, you know. I also have a bajillion years of legacy. You know, <laughs> each new iOS version that I install, you know, my, my my phone carries over. My 128 gigabyte phone will will just continue to bring all of its its app. You know, uh, forever. How with much it baggage hour, do yeah. you think
0: you have? Like, if
2: we went through and we carved out. Oh, I mean, I have over seven hundred apps installed. Oh Christina, my God,
0: Christina, I never want you to say that to oh. me again. Literally, oh, that's never, disgusting, never. Yeah. Say it is disgusting. That. It is disgusting. Yeah. I, okay,
2: you guys, you guys. I will say this right here on Rocket. I will say this today. Today is what the the 18th. I will say this on May 18th, 2016, when the iPhone 7 is released. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, you guys. I'm gonna do a clean, fresh start. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna restore from a backup. I'm actually just gonna set it up as a brand new device. Oh my god! I' needs
1: to on an episode of Hoarders, but for us,
2: I do for digital hoarding. It's a real it's a real sickness, and I've got it.
1: Wow, I was looking the other day. I have like a hundred apps on my phone. I'm like. Oh, X
2: Men Arcade!
1: Do I really need to keep that on my phone? But I love oh, it. Is there too a place much. where you can see
0: a a total? Because I I bet I've yeah. got. Go, go go to settings general. Thank you. Yes. About.
2: And it'll show you all of your 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 songs, videos, photos, applications. Applications
0: eight hundred. You guys. Oh my, god. oh my god!
1: Christina seventy nine for me.
0: Wait, da 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 ninety two. I
1: already said that's a normal number. That's a normal number. Uh, I it feel good about number. that. Oh, um, that makes
0: me happy. Okay. I yeah, I'm an obsessive deleter of apps. And I think that's because I am an obsessive avoider of deleting photos. I know I need to. I don't I don't even want to know how many useless screen caps I have in my photos right now. Same
2: oh. I wish there was some magic. Yeah, eight hundred apps,
0: eight hundred apps, hundred and forty eight oh. on my
2: iPad. And let me just check on my other phone because I've got two phones. Um, oh. my other phone is way less. I have six apps on my Android phone.
0: <laughs> I don't want to know about your inconsistent app installation strategies, Christina. You you make me want to cry. I want to lie down and just give up on life right now. 203
2: on my second phone, 800 on my primary, 148 on my iPad Oh, my row. God we're Simone intervention we, we're gonna yeah we need you live in New
1: York now only you can bring Christina
0: <laughs> Christina's distracted which will be never I guess do you ever put your <laughs> phone down <laughs> I will take yeah, your guys, phone I will use you'll your take my phone to from me. It. I'll knock you out we'll, we'll
1: just put pictures of Calvin Harris yeah if like, Calvin oh, Harris in his that. underwear Oh, my God. Uh,
2: yes. that screen? be my new lock screen? Lock Actually, screen. I should make that my new lock oh. screen totally. Oh. No. It, oh, so hot. Um, like, so hot. This episode hot, of Rocket. No, I,
0: I, uh... <laughs> Speaking of hot. <laughs> it would have been a good segue. <laughs> I kind of want Christina oh. to finish her thought, though. like. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just
2: saying that, that I will, I, 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 when the next iPhone comes out, we will do it on, on the air. I will set it up as a new device, and I will say goodbye to all my hoarding.
0: Okay, I will hold you Wait, to that, and the listeners will do it as well. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Blue Apron. Yay! Blue Apron has a mission of helping you make incredible home-cooked meals with ease and no stress. None of the stress of going to the store and shopping. I don't know if y'all saw back when I went grocery shopping more often, Uh, The tweets that I would send from Safeway, confused, lost, alone, afraid, those are all words that I would use to describe the grocery shopping experience. Blue Apron, for less than $10 a meal, will deliver seasonal food packages and recipes to your home, fresh, high quality ingredients so that you can make home cooked meals. And this, I can't even describe the amount of stress that evaporates from your life when you think, okay, all that time meal planning, gone all the time. Like, when do I go to the grocery store? This happened to me today. I'm out of bagels. When am I going to go to the grocery store? I literally don't know. I'm going to be starving in the streets. This is why Blue Apron exists. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card with pre-proportioned ingredients so you can make your meal in forty minutes or less, and you can cuss. Custom- oh, it doesn't
1: take forty minutes. It, 40 it takes minutes or 40 less. minutes if 40 it's minutes a or really less, complicated
0: Boo. one. Okay. okay. <laughs> but Brianna no, Boo challenges is- you to make oh, your meal so as fast good. as you can. So as
2: fast as you can.
1: Well, it's about like, I don't know. It's relaxing. It's like, do you know how like, do you know how like um I I I tore my Mac Pro apart the other day to like install a Wi-Fi card inside of it by like soldering it on. Well, not soldering, but getting on the motherboard. It's just like the same thing. It's like, how well can I make this beautiful thing? Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun. Oh, my God. Do you I try to make it look paper. just like the pictures? I don't. Actually, I, I post pictures of this as I do it. And I, I I, just, you know, it's like I'm trying to show you what it's really like. Like, I am not a good chef. Um, you know, I, I never learned to cook growing up. I suck at it. And how many times have you done this? Like you've said to yourself, like, hey, I should like try to cook something for my loved one, right? And then you find yourself, you print out some stupid recipe on the internet. There's stuff in it. You don't even understand what it is. You're going, oh, let me buy this one thing that's $20, this minor ingredient in it. And I'll just keep cooking. And then it ends up rotting in your cabinet forever. Like that's why that's what happens to me. That's why I hate cooking. And Blue Apron, it's like the opposite of that. Like yesterday, I I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook some Blue Apron for lunch at the office. And I made like this awesome salmon salad in like 20 minutes. And it was so unbelievably delicious. And it's just, it's awesome. It's just like this little kit that comes with uber high quality meat and uber high quality ingredients. And you just... Prep it and cook it, and it's always delicious. Mm-hmm. I love this service.
0: Oh, my God. Now, do you go in and, like, customize the recipes that you're getting? Do you take advantage of yeah. that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah,
1: so what you can do is, like, you, you install it on your phone. And, like, you, generally speaking, I like their their Thai meals the best. So, you know, I feel like I get chicken anywhere. So you go through and you have six recipes to choose from. And like, if you pick one, sometimes it'll lock out others. But generally speaking, like I saw this awesome uh, mushroom pizza. I'm like, yeah, that looks awesome. I'm going to make that. So you get to go every single week and pick three of them that you want to do. It's just it's a blast. And Simone, you drink wine. I know you love wine. They have like an awesome wine service. I've never drank any such beverage to.
0: in my life. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I believe that. Yeah.
0: I mean, yes, you had me at wine picture.
1: service. What? Yes. I'm looking at your Skype picture
0: right now. Just seeing so No. Know. Shh. No. <laughs> that sounds... What, what, do you? Could you name off the top of your head your favorite Blue Apron meal that you've had so far besides your salmon salad, which what the heck? That's so ritzy. I'm
1: mad. It was mad. really
0: good. I don't even like salmon and I'm mad. There was uh
1: there was a chickpea burger thing. I talked about this last week, but like um I usually think of like vegetarian meals as sucking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, like this was like this chickpea burger thing. You mixed all this delicious stuff in it. And you cook this vegetarian burger, which I swear to God was better than any burger I've had in my entire life. Oh. And like I saved that recipe and like we're gonna try cooking it again. So, well, that makes awesome. me rage.
0: If you want to look at this week's menu and get two meals free with free shipping, you should go to blueapron.com rocket. You get to taste your own easily cooked, incredible, delicious home meal. Um, and you get to see what it's like. A little window into Brianna Wu's lifestyle. Which you should totally check out. Send me pictures. Like, do it and
1: send me pictures of what you cook. Like, I want to see this. And, like, yeah, totally do it. It is so much fun, Mm -hmm. I swear.
0: They also apparently work with a lot of, like, artisanal suppliers and family-run farms and fisheries and stuff. So you could be doing a good thing by supporting Blue Apron. And by supporting Blue Apron, of course, you support Rocket and Relay FM. Thank you so much, Blue Apron.
1: I always feel bad. I genuinely love that service. <laughs> I'm like, wanna, I'm like excited. I to tell people. I know.
2: Like so if I cooked more, I would use it more. But I, we don't use it enough. But when we we have used it in the past, and it, yeah, I agree with everything you guys have said. Yeah, I, I just funny. I'm personally not someone who has the time or inclination to want to cook. But um, when I have had that in the past, they, it, it is it is quite nice.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've found it's. I talked about this last week, but like I'm trying to be more present in my life and yeah, enjoy my life. Totally more, understand that. And spend totally a little more that. time with my husband. It's something where like I found like, hey, I'm going to set her aside 30 minutes this evening to like put all electronic devices aside, and really talk to my husband. And I don't know. <laughs> is there's he? a real deficiency with that. He's doing well. He's doing really Yay. well. He's, uh, his uh, company has, like, a big patent thing they're trying to get out the door, so he's been working a lot of hours. Nice.
0: Not yeah. nice. The beginning part was nice. I started saying nice before you got to the working lot. Of <laughs> before hours. you realized yeah. and then you were like oh, oh wow.
1: also the Yankees are sucking this year, which always brings a ton of negative emotion into my marriage. <laughs> because Frank gets so upset when they suck. Oh, oh no. I'm sorry.
0: What's for dessert today? Do we want What's for dessert? Civil war. Civil war. Civil. Civil. Brianna, Christina,
1: are you gonna hate us if we spoil the movie? I don't care. Oh. Spoil away. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Simone, you've seen it. I, right? I did
0: I did finally see it. I'm so happy. My co workers all waited so that we could go watch it together because I had no time oh. last week and it was really nice. And by all, I mean a couple of us went. But <laughs> 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 No, okay, so I I I immediately want to spoil the end of the movie, but I'm going to try not to. But there were things about it. So I've already heard the end. It's not fine. for your sake, for the listener's sake, because it has only technically been out like a couple weeks. So I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. only been two we'll weeks. keep it spoiler
1: free. Yeah. But I mean, just talking in general
0: terms, I thought that Black I, I Panther thought... was the best thing you've ever seen on screen and you wanted to kiss <laughs> yeah. you? What? Yes, I no thought one that thought was that.
1: true. But, no, this was a really complex superhero movie. And something I think that I personally dislike about superhero movies is when they portray the, I thought Age of Ultron did this, right? Where, like, Ultron is like a cartoon villain whose motivations are very, very thin, and he's not really very well characterized. And even an actor as talented as James Spader couldn't save that character
2: no yeah. he couldn't no right. he, yeah. he absolutely could not in fact it was kind of one of those things where you felt bad for spader because yeah. you were like you're such a great actor you're so good on everything you've ever done yeah why, why are you being saddled this with this <laughs> yeah why are you being saddled with this the only 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 thing that you feel like kind of good about it, at least for me as i was like well at least you got paid a lot yeah exactly. which makes me happy because i i want james spader to be nothing but rich and famous but yeah, like seriously. you know because he's so good um Oh, but do you and Jacob's Ladder. That was so good. Yeah. Not, anyway. Oh, Jacob's <laughs> Ladder. Well, I mean, for me, it always goes back to Pretty in Pink. Oh, Honestly. gosh. he was he was the villain, and he was so good. And and you know, and, and but but even going, you know, Boston Legal and and, and Crash and. Um, a blacklist, he's just he's so good. Even the office, he's just he's a gem Jacobs Lauder, like you said. He's just uh, a sex and videotape. Anyway, oh. we're not we're not talking about we're yeah, talking about no, James okay, so the point of <laughs>
1: Civil War, It was it was so emotionally complex. Like as I'm watching it, I am literally going, Oh, I agree with Captain America, I agree with Tony Stark, I agree with this. And I have to tell you, I hated Ant-Man. I hated Ant-Man. I'm so resentful that Ant-Man got a movie while wow, so many awesome women characters yeah. do not get their own movie, but he was so good in this. Like, he was the funniest part of totally. this movie. So, I mean, Simone, what did you what did you think?
0: No, I totally, uh, when, so the week it came out, I interviewed my coworker, Susanna, for Facebook Live about what she thought about it. So uh, I got to hear things about it, but I was very unspoiled going in. And one of the things that she said was that they managed to make this conflict, like, between Tony and Steve seem legit from both sides. And it's still very much a Captain America movie. But like uh, the way that this conflict developed, you know, it it has to kind of grow out of what has happened in the Marvel universe before while still being contained within that movie. And I thought they did a really good job of making the Sokovia Accords, which is the um, the UN legislation that they're saying where y- the superheroes need to basically be under the control of the UN rather than free agents. They made the emergence of those Accords make sense within that film and like kept the ties to Ultron pretty light. They were still there. Um, obviously, the Sokovia Accords grow out of like what happened and in the giant boss battle at the end of Age of Ultron. But like, you still, you, you—they aren't totally using that movie as a crutch, which is, I think, a good thing. Um, I did enjoy Ultron, but I, definitely not as much as oh, say, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I thought we did <laughs> that was enjoy. Terrible. It. Anyway, oh, oh. but yeah. like, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't stand up to like say the the more contained uh, of the Marvel movies. Like, I think the. Avengers was really good but like anytime you bring in more and more superheroes I think the film gets weaker just because it's more it, there, there's a lot more messages going around a lot more characters to deal with and this movie I thought handled the multiple characters a lot better than Ultron did it still I, it wasn't as tight for me as say Winter Soldier which is still my favorite probably of mm-hmm. this generation of Marvel movies but it did a lot better than I was expecting. Like, I was the person watching these trailers and going, ugh, how are they going to fit all these heroes in here? Ugh, why is Spider-Man here now? Like, how are they going to freaking fit Spider-Man in here? I still, I I, I became, I, I, I did enjoy Spider-Man in this film. I wasn't totally, like, 100% on board with, like... Oh, I with, thought like, he was
1: great. This was the most interesting he was version a re- of Spider-Man I've seen in a long time. So what they did was they made him like literally they took him back to the moment where he had just gotten his powers. And I, he's just the most immature 14 year old boy, like young version of Spider-Man that you can imagine. And I thought he was, when he doesn't have to carry a whole movie by himself, which takes like a certain amount of gravitas, it really
0: just got into the fun
1: of that character. And I, I loved it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think like the intro- like the reason for introducing him was a little flimsy, but the <laughs> yes, character I himself was really that. enjoyable. Yes. Like, he, he brought a lot of lightness to the film in the short portion that he was in. So that, that was a lot of fun to see. I liked how they did that. The
1: other thing, I thought like Ashley Olsen was really, really good here. And I was Her so big, sad worried eyes. when they first... Did you not like her?
0: Or? Oh, I liked her. I liked her fine. She yeah. wasn't a standout for me, but go on, finish. Your really? Thought. Do you think so? No,
1: I thought I. I was so worried when they first cast her as Scarlet Witch, who is very complex character in the comics. But there's a a really deep melancholy and tragedy
2: mm-hmm. to her character, and I
1: think she just has a really unique look
2: overall. So uh, she's a great actress. Yeah, I she's mean, really good. She, she's a really good actress. I did. I think I didn't think. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen Civil War, but I didn't think she was utilized enough. Um, yeah, I would say uh, that. Last Last time time I saw her. Yeah.
0: But then again, I mean, I'm kind of at the same time, I'm kind of like, okay, yes, like let some characters take a back seat so that we're not totally overwhelmed with all the plots going on, which like is always a sad thing to say when it's when I'm saying it about a female character. But then again, it is a Captain America film. So we come back to the question of when is there going to be a Black Widow solo movie? <laughs> Thank you. Oh when my is there going to a Black Widow solo yes. movie? H- have we not endured enough? I mean, come on. Like, literally she's not getting afraid, any younger and, and like i'm i am so happy that black panther is coming out after dr strange which i prefer to forget exists like i will not trade <laughs> anything I, I would i would have black panther come out in place of dr strange totally. and dr strange never same, happened same. um yeah. because that that oh my god oh my I, god ooh. chadwick yeah, boseman yeah. as black he, panther was incredible and
1: he was really good can we talk about like for this movie I've never seen a superhero movie where there are like three black superhero characters mm-hmm. just talking to each other. It feels normal. Like I, I thought that was so awesome. Like Marvel has talked about upping their diversity game, and they, they clearly did it with race with this film. I just want. I see really like want to see more movie.
0: women of color, but like it is a total like. I don't in no superhero film have I seen this many black men before. So that was really cool. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And obviously Black Panther is awesome. He has a new um, there's a new Black Panther series being written by um Tanahizzy Coates right now, which just came out and is like the best selling comic of ever forever. Super cool. Wonderful timing. I'm super happy about that. And he is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we talk about compulsory heterosexuality? I have some feelings about that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I had a Susanna, Susanna Polo, my coworker, and I had a little rant about this because they one thing that happens in this movie. uh, This is a little bit spoiler, but I guess, you know, in Civil War, you saw some flirting between um, Sharon. uh, Oh, my God. Sharon Carter, who works for S.H.I.E.L.D. and then the CIA and Steve Rogers. And I am totally 100 percent pro this. I love this flirting. I love, like, like that. keep that tension. Carry it out. And then in this movie, in the in the middle of Civil War, apropos of almost nothing, they share, like, the most bland kiss of all time, which is just, like, I yep. guess they thought that they needed a kiss in that scene. And, like, I, I know that I ship Stephen Bucky to hell and back. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, you have these two characters, Stephen and Sharon, who have been flirting this whole time. You have these this woman who is, like, Trust choosing to trust him over her bosses at the CIA. That's a really interesting moral choice. Like that carries a lot of tension with it. The the weight of like his past relationship with Peggy is there. There's all this stuff going on. Why not like carry that out and let it build to a natural moment for them to have a romantic moment instead of yeah. like in the like uh, we're really Ugh. we're lacking our head white heterosexual <sighs> kiss quota. We we have to hit that quick hook up Steve and Sharon let them kiss right. i know they kiss in the comics come but you on know what? come let on
1: Simone. we have to talk about how skeezy it is that okay so minor spoiler agent carter you know who's primarily a character that exists in the past ends up dying in this movie how creepy is it that literally at her fur- at her funeral like he's hooking up with one of I her know. relatives. I know. That was, I was like, oh my God, that is so gross. I can't even, like, it's just kind of, ooh See, like, there's another know. thing.
0: Like, let let the conflict of like, oh, this is so screwed up. Like, I was flirting with her before. And then I found out that she's literally the granddaughter of my girlfriend. And I am 90 years old. Like, let Steve wrestle with that. And you know what the place for that to, that not The place for that wrestling, that emotional tussle that he needs to have with himself is not in the middle of a film that is primarily about his relationship with Bucky. I'm not saying that romantically. I'm saying literally he is bringing his best friend that he thought was dead back after 95 years of thinking he, okay, he's been sleeping for most of that, whatever. After all these years of thinking he was dead, thinking that, you, you know, seeing Bucky betray him, Bucky trying to kill him, he's bringing him back in and taking care of him and going to war, literally, with his co-workers and friends over his relationship with Bucky. That, that relationship needs to be the primary focus of this. I don't want, like, the, we could have seen more development of that, like, more wrestling with, like, trying to figure out where he stands with his best friend now after all these years rather than the kiss for no reason under the bridge. Yeah.
1: I'm right there with you, Simone. Anyway, I agree.
0: that's my I rant agree. about compulsory heterosexuality for today. <laughs> yeah. Tune in again next week when Simone complains about the lack of bisexual representation in media. Ugh.
1: Or in the Marvel movies, like everyone's Ever. straight. It's really yeah. weird. I don't
0: know. I don't know that many. I guess I do know more straight people now that I live in New York. But anyway,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it took it took me to New York for for you to meet straight Literally,
0: people. Literally, I if you have heard the conversation, I realize that in my circle of friends back home, I don't have really any straight friends. I just, I, I, I literally, and everyone, everyone I know is queer in some way. Anyway, it's weird. I don't understand why there are all these straight people around me all the time now, but it's something I'm getting used to. It's something I'm dealing with every day. So, you know.
1: I believe in your tolerance. It's okay. I'm (laughs) trying to be
0: the bigger person and understand that uh, the heterosexuals need their place in this world. Um, do they, though? Do they? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in to...
1: Christina, what are you
2: doing this week?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm dealing with
2: the fallout from that comment. Yeah. Um, no, I'm... uh... (laughs) <laughs> finishing, do, do, doing continuous coverage on the others that comes out of IO. Uh, that, that, that's what I've got in the works. Fantastic.
1: Uh, I'm finishing up a piece for Verge uh, with a statistical analysis of all the harassment reports I filed. Uh, spoiler, it's very depressing. <laughs> it's a very depressing article. We're finishing that up. And we started producing our trailers for Rev60 Marketing today, which is very exciting. Uh, we got to work with Amanda Wyn Lee, who's a very famous voice actress today. And uh, that's what I'm doing. What about you, Sven?
0: Uh, I'm trying to compose an argument for why this episode should be called The Heterosexuals Need Their Place in This World. <laughs> I,
2: I think I'm right there with I, I, you. I've got your back. I know.
0: Christina sounds that, hesitant. That,
2: that has to. That ha- No, I'm. are you kidding me? I'm so in favor of that. Are you yeah. kidding me? Okay. Yeah, okay. Great. Okay. That's
0: it's written down in the doc. Uh, so this week I actually got to do, I got to live my dreams. Uh the Assassin's Creed movie trailer came out last week? No. Yes it did. Oh. Okay, so I was I was a bad journalist for like 3 days and I was avoiding watching it because I'm so emotionally invested in this stupid franchise and I was like what if it's bad you and are. I can't Why did I do this? Anyway, I enjoyed the trailer quite a bit and then in my haste to fix my my foolish mistakes of avoiding the breaking news I made a video basically going through the trailer and analyzing it. And what I, I dug up a lot of like cool historical stuff and like geographical, like, um, location data about like the places in the trailer, like the big tower where he does the leap of faith is in Heralda tower in Sevilla. That was really cool. And they filmed it in the same place where they filmed the Vestothrax scenes from season six of game of Thrones. That was super cool trivia. Um, so I made this video that's up on Facebook and the Polygon YouTube channel right now about, um, all, all the digging, the digging and detective work that I did in the Assassin's Creed movie trailer, which is a thing that took me two days and they were the best two days of my life to date. So anyway, um, yeah, that's yeah. that'll be the highlight of my week. I don't need not, to not, think about what not I'm that doing. You're hyperbolic or,
2: not that you're hyperbolic or anything.
0: No, of course <laughs> not. No, I no, I I, so. I will continue to restrain be restrainedly excited about the Assassin's Creed movie because I am I d I don't I, I my trust my trust is still so low and my I they they, they could disappoint me. You know, I don't wanna be yeah, I don't okay, wanna movies. be hurt
1: yeah video game movies don't have a great
0: (laughs) no really i've been doing i was poking around like looking at because i'm thinking about doing like a timeline of video game movies and how they've developed And i was like good grief there hasn't been a single good one has there
1: I think Mortal Kombat 1 was solid and the Street Fighter movie. Mm. If you like campiness, mm-hmm. it's
2: not that bad.
0: Yeah. Well, I do like campiness, uh, but I would disagree okay. on
2: both of those so much. I mean, especially Street Fighter. Street Fighter is so sad because it was Rawl Julia's final film and
0: like for him to have to go out on that. Well, didn't like Paul Van Vend- or Jean-Claude. Wow, Paul. Jean- Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme, Vend- Vend- didn't Jean-Claude. he have like a lot of health issues while they were filming that?
2: No, I think again you're thinking of Raw Julia, who died. Oh, okay. Uh, but but Jean Jean Claude Van Damme uh, was
1: <laughs> maybe it was just seeing Kylie Minogue as Cammy and it being all campy I mean, and it, awesome. Look,
0: and that, yeah, I mean that the was, way okay, that you okay, said look, that, that was made it sound casting. like that film literally killed him. Which <laughs> no 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 no. It all, was, look, yeah. although that was the same year that The Crow happened, so there was
2: a lot. Oh, of that was no, a yeah, yeah, not was, die He died like right before it was released. Um, but no, you're right. Kylie Minogue, as Cami was perfect casting. Yep. Um, I don't know. Me, personally, as someone who's such a huge Mortal Kombat fan of, like, the, the games, especially the first three, like, I mm-hmm. can't watch that movie. Aww. It just it. I just can't. I'm maybe sorry. it's just
1: the music. Maybe I'm just remembering maybe, the soundtrack, maybe just which was, the music, I, it was I, I tried Moritz so Vassad. hard. Yeah.
2: But we can all agree that the that, 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 that Super Mario Brothers with Ronald <sighs> Quisamo, <laughs> <laughs> we all agree. That, that, hot, that hot garbage.
1: Oh. Sandwich. You know the there is one really 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 good uh good video game movie and that is the first Street Fighter anime is an extremely extremely good uh it's a really good film it's it's deep with character development there's like. An awesome Nine Inch Nails soundtrack to this Chun Li Vega fight, where everything gets Ooh, destroyed. Nice, very deep character development is dark as hell too. So that is an excellent film. I'm
0: taking that. Okay. I will. I'll yep. try to check that out if I end up doing you this should. timeline thing. Oh. You should. So, Brianna, where can we find you online? Space Cat Girl and Christina. Film underscore girl. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. Thanks for listening listening to this episode of Rocket. If you liked it, please rate us on iTunes. We super duper appreciate it. And we'll be back with you next week. <laughs> Terminated. Terminated.
2: Terminated. Terminated.